Alright, creatures of the night, welcome to episode 65 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time. My name is Alex Dorio, I am one of your co-hosts, one of the creatures here, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my man who, you know, I'd usually have a joke or a pun or something silly here, but dude, we just gotta celebrate, because Travis, Travis White, you have brought a new creature of the night into the world, you are a proud father for the third time, and for me and all your fellow creatures here, we just want to say congratulations to you, sir, I don't know how you're doing the podcast right now. Nah, well, the only reason I'm doing it is because my little creature of the night is in the living room with my mom right now, she stayed a few extra days up here to help us out, so, um... Shout out to old Miss Jackie, and uh, and uh, she's hanging out with my baby right now. My other two are asleep, and my wife's asleep. And so yeah, only reason I can get this show to you guys on Friday this week is because mom's hanging out with the other creature tonight. So if you guys hear her scream in the background, I apologize. I may have to run away and get her and come back, but we'll see. But thank you guys for your <laughs> love and support. And uh, yes, yeah, so I saw somebody on Twitter was saying they were they weren't sure if we would be able to do this anymore, but they saw that this is my third time around so um yeah pretty much got this covered so <laughs> you got a little triple threat going around in your house i right do now. got a tag team and, and their valet man Getting ready <laughs> well dude uh, i'm so glad that you had the baby i'm so glad things are going well and honestly the fact that we're talking about that is the only reason i'm sure that this episode is not a repeat because uh, i thought this was a rerun when i started looking at it and seeing we were doing undertaker and kane <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, here on our podcast, dude. What are we doing? Why? It's, it's like overtaking the Undertaker Mankind stuff, man. Now it's like, and Undertaker Austin. I feel like this is overtaking it now. This is like the, what? how many matches is this they've had on pay-per-view? Six, I've lost five? track. Yeah. I've lost track too, man. So, whew, yeah. But here we go. is it a match? That's going to be our big question for the night. Will? Is it actually yeah. a match? We will get to that as we break it down. Yeah, we'll see. Does it count or does it not count? Yeah, that's our gimmick here. We're going through every Undertaker pay-per-view match. That's the framing device of every one of our episodes. And there might be false advertising tonight. And we'll talk about that here in a little (laughs) while. But uh, it is crazy. We just got to mention as well that we are talking about Undertaker and Kane going at it again. The Brothers of Destruction. And they did go at it again for the first time, I believe, on pay-per-view. Maybe ever against D-Generation X this past weekend at the crown jewel show uh travis i know your wife was in labor (laughs) during oh my baby was baby was already okay yeah 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 yeah. Uh, Yeah, baby baby came five that morning so at noon that afternoon i did not have a chance to turn on the old network and watch it and turns out it missed too much but uh looks like we had a bunch of full old farts in the ring knocking (laughs) each other's faces off and shaving each other's heads and uh no i'm just kidding we'll we'll get to that match eventually i'll take her and uh, yeah I have not watched it, though. Usually we kind of give our two cents about it, but um, it looks like DX took a page out of uh, Undertaker's book back here in 2000 and uh, decided to attack the mask of Kane during that match. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that was the uh, highlight in my book. I uh, I have not watched the full match yet either, but uh, I did see some highlights of it and Kane's mask falling off. I mean, that's the, that's the metaphor for the match right there, <laughs> <It's> unfortunately. Incredible. <laughs> incredible, man. 
Oh, just the fact that his hair's attached to it, and you just see it fly off. <laughs> and then he's on the outside, and the, the camera pans to him, and you see him bald Glenn Jacobs. It's oh, yeah. And, uh, um, that I is can't... <laughs> perfectly fitting for this episode, as we'll get some uh, some glimpse, yeah. glimpses of Kane without his mask on very briefly here tonight as well. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we will cover that in about two years or so uh, here on yep. the show. <laughs> one day in full in long form and there will be quite a bit to talk about actually a lot of build-up for that match so that'll be interesting yeah. uh, and we are open we'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well as always at all our social media at talking taker facebook twitter and instagram uh, we try to keep abreast of all the latest undertaker news and i'm sure there will be more to come as uh, as the months progress and we get into wrestlemania season uh, i'm sure we'll be seeing at least one more appearance of him, if not some more here, before WrestleMania 35. 35, man. It's crazy. Can't believe WrestleMania's that old. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Not, it just hit me. It just, it just hit, hit me. Middle, middle-aged. <laughs> exactly. Middle-aged and crazy. I don't know what they're going to do this year. They're, they're, um, Bring Terry Funk middle- back. There you go. Why not? Why not? He's like, he's 206 years old himself. That's how old those guys were in the ring, man. That tag match. 206 years. Isn't that sad? In the ring. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, people thought WCW was bad having age in the cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got nothing on <laughs> the crown jewel. Exactly. Uh, anyway, moving on from that. We're covering SummerSlam. Excuse me. I apologize. I'd like to rewind. We're covering the SummerSlam. There you 2000. go. Oh, whew, Bret Hart. Yeah, I'll never get that in my brain. So, But, of course, to build up to that, we got to go back to these episodes of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, building up to it. And like you said, we are getting to Taker and Kane, but it will not feel like it for a few weeks here. Because, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, we left off fully loaded. Um, I'm getting into Raw 374 on uh, July 24th. Uh, got the old good old commissioner, Foley coming out to recap he basically just literally recaps the entire show of fully loaded he just gives everyone the arena what happened and then amidst all of it he he basically says that angle wants a rematch with taker tonight on raw well benoit and shane come out he wants a rematch with the rock stephanie comes out she agrees a bunch of nonsense happens stephanie winds up slapping foley um and then foley books shane and stephanie in a first ever brother sister match interesting against yes um, it may be the last ever, I don't know, but first ever brother-sister match against two mystery opponents, and I just wrote my notes, I know this seems weird, but like somehow this is actually going to play into Taker's story, so that's, I'm not just giving you guys at home a bunch of nonsense, this actually will play into the Taker story down the road, so. Well, it, and just, it might be the last ahead. ever, or it might be the first ever until the white siblings get in the ring in about 18, there 20 years. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, would it be bad to call my team's name the White Savior? No, nah, I mean, this is my last name. It <laughs> won't go that far. Sorry, I have little sleep. I've had a little sleep since the baby's been here. Uh, it could get <laughs> over. I could see it. It could. We'll see what, we, what we'll see what uh, society is like in those years. So, anyway, but this entire segment, dude, we're open and raw. It doesn't involve Hunter at all. Her, Hunter Hersamsley, but it might as well have been because it is over eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes. Of precious real estate on head to head with Nitro, and of course Nitro is failing. You know they're they're kind of dying, but it's 18 minutes, man, of your show re- recapping fully loaded <laughs> and making one tag match and two rematches tonight for all. I was just like, what the heck? 
So people are eating it yeah. up, man. And uh, they are though. Yeah, it's it's still happening to this day. It is, but today they're just killing time. You know, like they have no True. nobody to fight against. There's yeah. no war. They just. But back then they did. It was just crazy. But anyway, moving on. The McMahon siblings come out for their match against Lita and a returning Big Show. Ah. So we got we got Paul White here. He comes back um, from the great unknown. He's been gone for two months since the giant killer Shane defeated him back at Judgment Day, which is when Taker, ironically, came back that night. So um, once Shane sees Big Show come out, he high tells her up the ramp, and Shane and is followed by Big Show. So. Um, that's kind of the story of the night. Later on, we see Big Show backstage, and he's in the search for, and I'm going to quote this directly from Big Show's mouth. He's in the search for that billion-dollar butt plug, Shane McMahon. <laughs> So I don't know what that means. That's a lot of money for one of those. But um, is that a T-shirt? Uh, I think it can be. <laughs> Although today you might have to do, might have to put like a, you know, they have like the um, the OG uh, BC shirts mm. for Luke Gallows. We might have to put a, a BDBP billion dollar butt plug. <laughs> I'll get started take on it. it. Take it easy, BDBP. <laughs> My word. T public. <laughs> Anyway, um, eventually Shane finds the butt plug outside, and that's—I sh- mean, excuse me—Big uh, Show finds Shane outside, <laughs> and uh, Shane evades him. And later on throughout the night, we got Kurt Angle's in the doing a promo in the ring, and he's like, "You know, Taker defeated a man last night who was—he was scared. He wasn't the Olympic hero last night. He didn't get the right guy." And, and then we get Taker's awful overdub music coming out, and comes out and. After about two minutes of a match with Angle, he hits a choke slam, and that's basically where the match would have ended. However, Shane and Big Show doing their little um, cat and mouse game. Shane hops over the barricade into the ring. Big Show follows him in there. Shane bumps into Undertaker and eats a big old soup bone from Taker, punched him right in the face. Taker goozles him by the throat, and Big Show gets in the ring. He's like, no, 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 let me do the arms. Let me choke slam him. And so Taker's like, all right, fine. Gives him up, gives Shane to Taker. Excuse me, I apologize. Gives Shane to Big Show and turns his back on him. And then we see Big Show um, have his probably close to 500th face heel turn (laughs) in a year and four months of being in the the company as he goes to clothesline The Undertaker. Oh, Big Show. What a sad story. I mean – I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, he the, just flip-flops. The story of his career right there. I mean, even now, even in 2018, he came back, what, a month ago on SmackDown, and the next week he turned heel with the bar. and like, ugh, It's just crazy, man. He's still doing it to this day. So It's uh, like an online joke, but it's legit. <laughs> he just, whatever the story needs, he flips. So. Talk about T-shirts. You could parody a Stone Cold Steve Austin's Don't Trust Anybody T-shirt with just a <laughs> Don't Trust Big Show. T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Never trust uh, the big ship. Exactly. Or you could do the Kurt Hawkins. You know, he has like the the, the hash marks from how many losses he's yeah. had. Just do big big show heel turns. There you go. <laughs> Bunch of hash marks. I like here. that too. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, big show turns heel here, and then he starts working that injured knee of Taker. Because if you guys remember back at um, fully loaded, uh, Kurt Angle took out Taker's knee with that gigantic wrench, and so two hundred pound wrench or whatever it was. So um, it's three on one here because uh, 
Shane and Angle and Big Show are all working on that. And so it was all a ruse. Big Show gives Taker a huge choke slam, and the crowd actually is getting into it. They're like, King, 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 which it's always hard to chant a one-syllable wrestler name. True. That's one thing the Edge has said a lot on podcasts is like, you know, only thing I would do differently is maybe had two syllables <laughs> in my name. So it's just hard to chant one-syllable names. So anyway, later on we get uh, Taker selling the beating. You know, he's um, he's the, the officials and medics and referees are trying to get him to go on a stretcher, and he's of course refusing. And he's he sells really well here and seems so human and um grabbing the ropes to help pull himself up and the crowd is just like man they're just cheering him on like he's super babyface mode right here it's really cool to see um because we hadn't seen him you know vulnerable like this in a while and just the crowd really behind him so it's really cool and then later on backstage he's like you know payback's a you know you know what and um as he says that uh the three those three attack him again shane uh, big show and angle and shane winds up breaking a cinder block over his knee good lord <laughs> yeah exactly i just freaking cinder block man so i guess that's where um i don't know years later we'd see like seth rollins and ambrose and stuff do that so ah. i forgot that this happened back yeah. then so man, that's a that's a cinder block <laughs> doesn't feel good uh, no wouldn't wouldn't feel good i don't think you and i ever use those in our matches uh, we uh, you know I, we didn't quite know how to gimmick those back in the day <laughs> yeah exactly um so Shane and his new stable, I'm just going to call him his new stable. They have a little meeting backstage, and Shane and Show go to leave in a limo and leave Angle and Benoit behind. They leave Benoit to capture the title, basically, and JR tells us that Taker was taken to a medical facility. Later on, we get the, the angry red machine comes, and he demands a piece of uh, Shane McMahon's little faction, he, and uh, he, he talks to, to Commissioner Foley, and Foley winds up making the, the main event for the night, which would be Kane and The Rock versus Angle and Benoit. So we see Angle and Benoit teaming up before they became champions in 2002. So I forgot they kind of teamed up here. So um, uh, the end of the show is Shane and Big Show wind up interfering during this match, of course. And I'm going to coin this. I'm going to coin them the Shane Event Mafia. So we got Shane, <laughs> Big Show, Angle, and Benoit. So I just chose to call them the Shane Event Mafia. They leave Rock and Kane laying as Raw goes off the air. So, yeah. What do you think about Shane Event Mafia? I love that name. That's much better. <laughs> you know, we're going to see this kind of evolve here over the next couple of weeks. Shane McMahon, Big Show, Chris Benoit, Edge and Christian all in there together. Yeah. And Kurt Angle as well. Um, what I read online, uh, they're referred to as the Conspiracy. Uh, that's what Wikipedia calls that faction, what? Uh, and I had never heard that. But apparently, Jr. says that on commentary oh, okay. at some point. Uh, but I never heard him say that. Uh, but the yeah. Shane Event Mafia is a much better name, <laughs> so that's what we're gonna go with for this group. And thank you. You know, there was, it was a short-lived little group. It had a lot of potential, but I loved it though. We're gonna see why it was short-lived and yeah. how the big show screwed up those plans and a lot of other plans here in the next few weeks. For a shoot. Oh, yeah, exactly. In real life, yeah, yeah. In real life, yeah. The, the Shane Event Mafia standing tall, leaving Rock and Kane laying as we go off there. That leads us to SmackDown. Uh, what's that? SmackDown 49, I think. Yeah, well, that is not going to give us too much to talk about here for the next SmackDown or Raw because The Undertaker is going to be MIA selling these injuries. 
which is nice to see that a cinder block to the knee uh, is actually going to sell it for a couple weeks here. <laughs> Uh, there's yeah. actually nothing really on SmackDown at all. Uh, SmackDown 49, uh, except Michael Cole giving us the update that Undertaker has some torn ligaments in his knee uh, and is still in the local medical facility or hospital nursing those injuries. So that wow. will uh, hop over back over to you for uh, the Raw. And there's not much on that either. No, not much here. This was uh, this one is Raw 375 on July 31st. This is in memory of Gordon Soley, so I think he had passed away earlier in the week. So. Um, do you remember too much of Gordon Soley? Do you do you listen to a lot of his stuff? I never heard too much of his Florida stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen a bit of it uh, on yeah. the network and on WCW. Um, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't at this time. I probably hadn't seen That's too I mean, much yeah. of him. But yeah, definitely uh, enjoy his work and enjoy his commentary. I love all the old school commentators. Oh yeah, man, uh, it's just refreshing to listen to some of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in two thousand, I probably wasn't too familiar with his stuff but yeah as years gone by the internet is you know everywhere now we can get anything at the drop of a hat i think i've really loved his stuff i never i don't remember watching too much of his florida stuff back in the day but anyway he's no johnny um, polo <laughs> but he's impotent <laughs> very impotent <laughs> very potent. so he gets a little in, in memoriam on this episode and then we get foley and he basically uh, informs the chain event mafia that ben Juan angle are going to battle the dudley boys while big show is going to take on kane after um, just you know what's transpired last week. So um, during that match, Kane's attacked on the way to the ring by Big Show, and Shane joins. And as Kane starts to fight back, Angle and Benoit join in until the Dudley Boys make the save. And then Jr. says Shane's boys just wanted wanted to eliminate Kane like they did the Undertaker. And that's pretty much all we get. Again, Undertaker's not on here. He's selling those injuries, but we get a little bit about Kane and the Shade Event Mafia. So I wanted to at least mention that. So. Yeah, and then on SmackDown episode 50 on August 3rd, there is a promo uh, from Shane, Big Show, and Benoit, the Shane of that Mafia. Uh, as Shane talks up the, the partnership with these guys and as well as Edge and Christian. Uh, and Big Show gets on the mic and talks about a man he knows very well, The Undertaker. So really cool here during this promo, we get continuity all the way back to last summer, August 1999. Uh, as Big Show says, Undertaker is going to rue the day that he left Big Show high and dry. Uh, talking about Undertaker walking out the of the company. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't specifically mention that, but of course. Of course he did. That's what he we got to think about. Well, he says, Undertaker, you wanted a nasty animal. You wanted the meanest freak in the WWF. You got him. So that was the gist of Good, all those man. promos with Undertaker and Big Show back then that he was trying to make a monster out of him, and now it's going to come back to haunt The Undertaker, which I really, really appreciate it. You hardly ever see that continuity yeah. to something uh, a year ago when Undertaker was a completely different character. Yeah, it's true. It's been like 50 weeks since it happened, so yeah, it's really cool to see that pay off here because I didn't get to see this because I'm watching the Raws, so it's really neat to know that they threw that in there, so that's awesome. Uh, Big Show and Benoit are going to go on to defeat The Rock and Kane in the main event, and Big Show is going to continue his rampage here. They're really building them, building him up to be a huge monster. He's going to go up to the stage, Big Show is, that is, and lift up a big chunk of the metal portion of the stage, big panel yeah. of that stage, and he's going to take Kane and choke slam him through the hole onto the quote-unquote concrete floor. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's a crash pad under there, but it looked really cool. Uh, it, just, it did. 
the way they shot it just looks like he's going straight down into hell, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the demon Kane. And it's uh, Shane McMahon is up there on the stage and he sells it big too. He's like in shock at Big Show. He's not like celebrating it. He's like, oh right. my God, what just happened? I didn't even know Big Show was capable of that. So really selling him out to be a, uh, like I said, a big monster here. To uh, and, and at this point, I'm really enjoying this buildup for Big Show and Undertaker playing up on their past and their history and, and doing their best to make Big Show look like a look like he should look, you know, the seven foot giant. Yeah. He should look dominant. He should look scary. He should be uh, murdering people out there. And they're doing a great job of it at this point. And it's really getting me pumped for their match at SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's coming down the pipe. You but. think. You think. Uh, and there is one other quick thing i got to mention from this episode of SmackDown. Sure. Uh, there is a protest being held by yeah. yes. the Godfather's hoes, or as Michael Cole refers to him, <laughs> the Godfather's ladies. Uh, outside the arena, they've got signs. There's two of them. Uh, one of them is Victoria, uh, right. the future Victoria. They're protesting because the Godfather has joined your favorite faction, the Right to Censor. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't say it's my favorite. Oh, yes, you say you loved them. I do. I did love them. I did. They're not my favorite. Top got five. Top five. Top five. Oh, I'm man. I'm kidding, totally kidding. You've got Right to Censor over NWO, Four Horsemen, <laughs> DX. If that was true, I would quit this podcast right now. <laughs> I would too. I would have absolutely no creden- no qualifications to do this. So, <laughs> no, they are not up there. They're not top twenty, but they they I enjoyed the heels they were. They got heat for me like they're supposed to. That's why I enjoyed it. So, I know you didn't. That's fine. No. But um, uh, yeah, seeing seeing Victoria do this is so funny, man. Just because of she's not that at all, you know. But I remember they showed some recaps of some Raw, and it's just like she is not that person at all. <laughs> I forgot she debuted as one of those ladies. Well, the whole thing is so ridiculous that they're campaigning. I don't know who they're campaigning to, to save them as hoes, (laughs) looking for a new pimp, I guess. (laughs) I'm not really sure. (laughs) But uh, I thought that was a strong contender for our Vince Russo Memorial Broma of the Week uh, right there. And I'm actually going to let you decide it this week um, because I've got another contender coming on later in the show. I'll let you take a pick between that and something else later on. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm excited about that. I'll get my coin out and flip it. So we'll see which one wins. (laughs) So awesome. Well, um, that's going to bring us to Raw 376 on um, August 7th, 2000. And this would have been right after we entered high school, dude. I think we started high school on either the first or the fourth of that year. Um, Yeah. So we're freshmen in high school right here at this point. And uh, just weird to think about. And I remember remember this episode of Raw. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I do, because it's something that's going to happen involving The Undertaker, actually. Um, so Big Show, Edge, and Christian are out with Shane. They're going to face the APA, Matt Hardy. So, yeah, that's a like Motley crew. But um, it really <laughs> Random. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it made sense kind of storyline-wise, but we don't need to get into it. But anyway, Jeff is quote-unquote injured, so Matt's oh, just okay. okay. tag-teaming with the APA. Um, it's a quick match. Show winds up hitting Farouk with the title, the tag title belt that causes DQ. So... 
Who knows why? But um, after that, this match is in this Raw is in MSG. So um, I wrote that MSG erupts as Taker's music hits. I guess they really did. Mm-hmm. I don't know because um, I assume so. But we, we've talked about you know these last couple weeks of these edits on the network. Yeah. I can assume Madison Square Garden would have erupted. This is the first time he's been to MSG since he's been back. So sure. I would imagine that they would have actually erupted. So hopefully that wasn't just him sweetening the sound of the network. But anyway, Taker comes out again. He's been gone for two weeks now. Comes out on his little fresh old Titan bike, punching out, laying out Edge and Christian. As we know, they're just his whipping boys at this point. <laughs> We've gone over that. Yeah. So yeah, he's laying out Edge and Christian, laying waste to Big Show with a bunch of flurry punches, big boots from over the top rope. And then he squashes Shane like a bug. He throws him over the top rope, just to the floor, almost like he did X-Pac on what we talked about last week's episode. So, And the crowd is just going bananas. Man, they're standing up. MSG is rocking at this point. And Taker starts his bike up and goes to chase Shane up the ramp because, again, he likes to attempt to murder the McMahon family on his bicycles. <laughs> I mean, motorcycle. So, um, But as he does this, this is the part I remember. So he's riding up the ramp, and he's pulling off, and Shane jumps like from the from the stage over to like the side panels of oh, the, yeah. the Raw's War. Like remember they had the fist yeah. on the like Raw's War thing, not the SmackDown fist, but the fist on like the actual Titantron. He jumps over there that ledge, um, which is a little foreshadowing to his SummerSlam match. Um, and then Taker is up there, and Big Show comes behind him, and Taker grabs a chain from Lord knows where, pulls a chain out. <laughs> a biker I guess chain. He, I guess he's his biker chain, which he'll go on to have biker chain matches. That's right. Um, but he, he punches Big Show with his biker chain, and then he wraps it around his neck like a noose and then throws him off the stage through two tables on the floor. Do you remember that? Uh, I do it, remember that, yeah. It was like watching it now. I was like, he just tried to murder a guy, pop his head off of the chain. So, yeah, wraps it around it and throws him two tables on the floor. So when someone comes at you with a cinder block on their knee, you just choke him out with a chain. Uh, that's what I would do. <laughs> Yeah. It's a but, great um, response. Yeah. So the crowd is going nuts, man. Taker's posing with his hands up with the chain wrapped around his stuff. And Shane winds up running backstage and leaving. And you see the EMTs attending the Big Show. Now, I don't know if Big Show like punched himself in the face a bunch when he was laying on there, but his eye was like swollen mm. when he gets thrown. Now, I don't know if he's just, you know, a method actor, like Christian Bale, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Did uh, you see uh, Knucklehead? <laughs> No, I, would I did not, not. Would not call Big Show a method actor. After <laughs> He's great in Waterboy. Uh, anyway, definitely. No argument. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's the build for that. Um, again, that's we're building toward Big Show and Undertaker at SummerSlam in two weeks. Can't wait. Throwing each other. Things are escalating here. Getting high. Getting lots of violence. So well, tell us what happens on SmackDown. <laughs> not so fast, my friend. Okay. <laughs> to quote the great Lee Corso. <laughs> At this point, you would be thinking, yes, this is all building up to a Big Show Undertaker match. Uh, They brought Undertaker back and made him look like a monster, getting a lot of revenge here on the Big Show. But that is him getting his revenge on the Big Show and writing the Big Show off of television here for a few months. And you might remember this time, listeners, as the time that Big Show is written off TV and sent to OVW, the Ohio Valley Wrestling, the developmental territory at the time for the WWE. And, you know, the rumors are and stuff online, uh, I think, would lead you to believe that this was all based on his weight, 
And he came back a few weeks ago from this knee injury overweight, uh, and he was kind of ballooning up in his weight, and that is part of it. But I actually listened to Bruce Pritchard talk about it on Something to Wrestle uh, a little bit earlier. They have an episode about SummerSlam 2000, and he he goes in-depth on this, so you can take it with a grain of salt. I don't know how much... uh, you guys out there well, uh, agree you know. <laughs> <laughs> agree with him, but he was there at the time, and you know, sure, uh, tells uh, you know his side of the story. Says it was you know his weight, Big Show's weight was a factor at that time, but really more so it was his attitude backstage that he was kind of aloof, that he was falling asleep backstage during during meetings, <laughs> uh, production meetings, and things like that. Oh. That he was smoking a lot, uh, and they were trying to get him to quit smoking, and he would lie to them and tell him he was, and then be out back smoking cigarettes like he used to on WCW TV. No, Nitro, he came down the ring with cigarettes, yeah. Yeah, uh, and things like that, and so people were just frustrated with him. Uh, and it all, apparently, the big tipping point was a match, a house show match, with Big Show and Undertaker against, uh, oh no, sorry, Big Show and Benoit against Undertaker and Kane. And Undertaker came to the mm. back and stormed to the back and was super frustrated with Big Show and, and just couldn't stand. He'd been trying to mentor him all this time and right. just wasn't clicking. So the decision was made to take him off TV, send him to developmental, which to me, that seems like a pretty harsh deal. Like, yeah, for uh, real. To send somebody you didn't see that very often, a big name like that, uh, all of a sudden. Uh, but Bruce Pritchard brought up his side of it, which I thought was really interesting that Vince made that move because he was seeing a lot of Andre in the big show. I mean, he saw the way mm-hmm. that Andre's life was deteriorated in those final years where he was mm-hmm. drinking all the time and just, you know, really his body was breaking down and he wasn't taking care of himself in a lot of ways. And he says Vince didn't want to lose Big Show that way. He wanted him to get his life back on track, uh, which I thought was a I believe that. perspective yeah. I'd never heard before and uh, sure. made it made a lot more sense to me. Uh, seems like less of a harsh punishment than just kind of a wake-up right. call uh, for Big Show there. It's like fatherly discipline, honestly. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And possibly, perhaps, our friend Randy Turco uh, at Pokey's Little Dog on Twitter, he might have been at that show, one of those shows here. Uh, He posted on Twitter a house show he was at around this time from Saturday, August 12th, 2000, and that match is on the crowd, or on the card, and a Detroit street fight, Undertaker and Kane versus Big Show and Benoit. So... Uh, he saw one of those matches, if not mm. that exact match, on this loop. So very interesting there. Yeah. That could have been it, man. Randy could have been there. That's awesome. Is that, is that the one he posted that had Midian third from the top? <laughs> Midian and Rikishi. <laughs> Triple main event, dude. Woo! <laughs> it was supposed to be Taz, right? But then he got scratched off and it was yeah. Midian. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and he took the L, didn't he? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Midian, he's like the unsung hero of this podcast. <laughs> oh, just wait till next month, bro. <laughs> oh, I can't wait, man. Oh, it's going to get good. <laughs> awesome. Well, oh, man. Well, that, that's all interesting stuff because, like, you know, you and I have talked about Big Show and Taker's relationship on here and how Taker's gone on record saying he did take him under his wing. He did see a lot of money in this guy. He wanted him to shape up and looked at him like a, like, you know, like a mentor to him. I'm imagining that if that stuff is true, that. He will get ticked off, you know, because Taker's a, you know, he's a locker room leader, you know, <laughs> even in only a decade into his career here. So um, I believe all that. And I, I remember specifically being um, noticing that the big show 
missing was a big deal because WWF No Mercy, the greatest wrestling game of all time, came out in, what was it, November maybe of 2000? That's right, yep. And the big show was missing from that. Yeah. Missing from it. I guess that's part of his punishment because he's also left off of SmackDown 2. SmackDown uh, set Know Your Role, I believe. Know Your Role. For the PlayStation 1. And yeah, dude, those were both hugely important video games for the two of us. Uh, I believe they came out on the same day or the same week or something back then. And you had the Nintendo 64. I had the PS1. And I cannot count the hours we spent playing those video games by ourselves, with each other. Uh, with some other friends, man, those were the best. They were the best, man. You got to worry about online gaming headsets, and you got with your friends, and you played the game, and it was awesome. Oh, and that led us to making our own federations and our own storylines. That's right. Oh, man, it was such good times. Like, I've already mentioned that that uh, first blood match I had with Rock and HBK, that was on No Mercy, so yeah. But yeah, he definitely stuck out, man. He um, was missing from that game. I think Andre was a hidden character on mm-hmm. No Mercy. Yeah. And because uh, I remember putting him in like ladder matches and stuff. It was great watching Andre come up. So I would imagine that that was supposed to be Big Show spot. They probably just, Possibly. I should be speculating, yeah. speculating. But uh, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, but they just, they definitely left him off of that. It was crazy. I loved using Andre. I always picked him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> listeners, I don't know if y'all ever did this, but for, for me and Travis, our favorite was the doing a team Royal Rumble and picking yes. four teams of ten, uh, whether it's just us and two computer teams or sometimes we'd have some other friends and get all four teams filled with people playing there on 64 and set it to so uh, eliminations on there, uh, pinfall, over the top, submission, all that sort of stuff, and we just go and see whose team was the last man standing there. and Take like 40 last for, Oh, it, easily. <laughs> easily. Uh, but it was great, man. And you, you would spam... Uh, the low blows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I would hold R. The crouch down when I got up and just <laughs> get you a low blow, get you the old Death Valley spot. So it'd be awesome. Classic. Yeah, um, you pick those big guys like Andre, and you wouldn't like little guys wouldn't be able to pick him up. So it was great. So oh yeah, could have uh, been you, Big Show. <laughs> I personally, I, I was. <clears throat> always like to get Ken Shamrock too, uh, especially if we'd have TKO on as elimination. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He would do uh, the ultimate punches. If you did those yep. three or four times, that would almost always get a TKO on somebody. So that would combat all your little cheats that you like to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not cheating. He was using the rules of the game. Whatever, man. It. You, you, Whatever, couldn't hold the L, you couldn't hold the L button and block. <laughs> no, I was L. terrible at it. <laughs> That's true. SmackDown was fun too, though, man. We had some good times on that. So, yeah, too bad we never, ever use Big Show in our storylines and stuff nah. we made up then. So. <laughs> well, that got me to thinking. We're uh, thinking about that around this time. And another thing uh, that was going on with us as far as playing was, you know, you and I were both huge wrestling figure fans. Um, had both, um, along with our video game feds, we had wrestling figure feds as yep. well. The Jack specific figures, the WCW figures from around this time. That some Toy biz, they, yeah. Oh man, super underrated in my opinion. I love I know, I that know. line. Uh, but as you mentioned earlier, right here in August 2000, you and I were both entering high school. Uh, we were both freshmen <laughs> in high school, and we both came to a realization around this time, very sad one, that at 14 years old, as high school freshmen, <laughs> 
maybe it was time to stop playing with action figures in our bedroom. <laughs> so, you know, in case a girl might come over. I'm sure that was the right, main, right, main right, thinking right. in there, uh, which didn't happen for me for a very long time. But <laughs> <laughs> so we made the sad decision to retire our wrestling figures around this time. Um, I don't know about you. I can't remember it, dude. I, I had a very emotional uh, final pay-per-view with my fed. Uh, sent, sent these guys off in style. Did you do the same thing? I did, and I cannot remember the last match, but I do remember that show. It was My federation was XWA, Extreme Wrestling Alliance, and I believe it was called Zero Hour was my WrestleMania. Or no, it was, it was called Extreme Mania. That's right, Zero Hour was the week before, or the month before. So I had Extreme Mania, very, very creative back then. But anyway, yeah, it was great. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Raven was my my world champ. I, I loved Raven. I love that figure. So yeah, I remember having that, having to send off and uh, packing them all in the eighteen wheeler. Mm. Remember Harley Davidson eighteen wheeler? <laughs> packed him in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve Mongo and Michael was driving it with his backwards hand. I had, <laughs> dude, I could get that on the Zack Ryder podcast. He probably love that. Yeah. He probably doesn't have that <laughs> one backwards probably hand. Doesn't. Alternate. Yeah. <laughs> was that the Raven that had the Daredevil on the T-shirt? Yes. How yes. Did, how did they get away with that? It had like Bullseye or Daredevil or something. Yeah, yeah. It was, or Punisher or something. Yeah, it was great, man. So uh, I, they just flew under the radar. Nobody saw it. <laughs> I don't remember what my main event was. Uh, I remember I had a match with Hardcore Holly <laughs> versus Hardcore Hack, and the winner got to keep mm. the name Hardcore. I remember uh, that. So, <laughs> and I did a big spot where uh, Hardcore Holly threw Hack off of the top of my entertainment center with my TV. Yes! Through, yes. through a table, uh, this handmade table that my grandfather made for me, carved for me out of wood, uh, and, and sawed for me out of wood, because uh, this was before they ever made an, an announcer table accessory, so I, right. I got my grandfather to make me one that I still have uh, somewhere. It was awesome. Uh, and Hardcore Holly got the win because you can't. He would just be Holly if he had lost. Yeah. So he got yeah. There. Uh, I remember that. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, I probably Stone Cold Steve Austin walked away with the title that night. But man, good memories. Good memories. Good times. Great oldies. I wish I still had all that stuff. Oh, I, 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 away somewhere. I, I do I know still you have do. them. Right? Yeah. There's a reason I don't have mine. We'll get to that years from now when we cover that. There's a reason I don't have all mine. Uh, it's emotional, but it is what it is. So. Um, yeah, I wish I still had that stuff, but anyway, those were good times. Let us know if you guys had some stuff like that because it's fun to listen to that. Especially, I know Randy Turco. He's pointed out his, you know, he he made DVDs of his matches and stuff like that that he had. So if any of you guys had wrestling figures and figure uh, federations, please let us know. Reach out to us. Um, good Absolutely, times, man. And I, I encourage you listeners out there if you're into all that, check out. The Zack Ryder and Kurt Hoggins uh, major wrestling figure podcast. I've really enjoyed it over the past few weeks, bringing back a lot of good memories for me. Uh, I don't know, man. Kind of makes me want to get back into <laughs> collecting. I, I was thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, it's not going to happen because I'm pretty broke right now. But uh, <laughs> if I do fall into some money, I would love to get like everybody that the undertaker's faced like everybody like Ooh, a yeah. figure for everybody for that if i was going to start collecting something i gotta you know i've been posting stuff on instagram with a lot of right. figures but uh it'd be fun that would be a fun collection to have it would be man it'd be cool for us to have for you to have that for this podcast it'd be awesome yeah so yeah well anyway let's uh, get back into the 
uh, business of the podcast here, SmackDown 51, August 10th, 2000. Uh, we get an appearance from somebody else who's never in a video game, as far as my oh knowledge. My, you know why? Because he's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst. Worse than IRS? No, but second worst. <laughs> he's just, the second tier worst. Just Joe uh, on here. More like just blow. This guy sucks. <laughs> I hated just Joe. Hated him. I hated seeing him during this buildup. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm only mentioning him because there's never going to be another mi- reason to mention him here. That's true. He does mention The Undertaker's name as he's talking to yes. Kurt Angle backstage. The main event of the show is Triple H and Kurt Angle against Undertaker and Rock. And we get some segments with Just Joe talking to Kurt Angle and Triple H backstage about you know all the rumors and goings-on in the back. And uh, Joe is stirring up trouble between Angle and Triple H uh, you know, because they're going to be in the main event of SummerSlam against The Rock, and they've got all the business with Stephanie going on. He's telling Angle, don't worry about Undertaker or Rock tonight. You need to worry about your partner, Triple H. So, there you go. R.I.P. Just Joe. Your one <laughs> shout-out on Talking Taker Podcast. When you get into the wrestling business, everyone aspires to be a champion. Absolutely. Everyone. Even somebody like a, a Shannon Moore wants to be WWF champion. He knows he's not because his stature is small or whatever. But hey, Rey Mysterio was. Sure. But when you get stat- slapped with the name Just Joe, you know your ceiling is not very high. <laughs> I mean, was, you can see the Intercontinental Champion, Just Joe. Just. No, nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. No one's, no one's going to hear that. You suck. You suck, sir. Bruce Pritchard's story on that is pretty funny on that same episode oh. of Something to Wrestle, SummerSlam 2000. If- you guys out there want to check it out. It's good stuff. Oh, um, man. Like I said, that main event is Triple H and Angle against Undertaker and Rock. And Undertaker actually... Whoa. Yeah, it's a huge main event. <laughs> yeah. Huge main event. Um, Undertaker walks to the ring instead of riding his bike, interestingly enough. As the hmm. announcers recap, Undertaker's attacks on Big Show and Shane from Monday Night Raw. And the Undertaker and Rock work really well together here, and Triple H and Kurt Angle can't get along. That's, of course, their story. Triple H ends up leaving Kurt Angle high and dry, walking out on the match, and Undertaker hits Kurt Angle with the last ride to get the pinfall. So Undertaker getting a big win, but still kind of in limbo here as the big show's been written off. Uh, We don't know (laughs) what he's going to do at SummerSlam quite yet and like we said earlier all those plans for the Shane event mafia have kind of fallen by the wayside as well with big show being gone <laughs> uh, yeah exactly so there's the rest of them are still loosely i mean they're still affiliated with Shane but yeah big show was kind of a big deal there for two weeks so um three weeks but anyway so that brings us to raw 377 on uh, august 14th 2000 and halfway through the show we're going to get taker out on his bike he's supposed to have a match against benoit and we see a recap from two weeks ago where kane was choke slammed to that quote-unquote concrete on SmackDown, like you mentioned. And then Benoit comes out with Shane, and they, he goes at, goes at Taker really intensely. Um, uh, you know, it's just a really intense match, as Benoit matches always were. And at the end of the match, Taker's going to signal for the last ride. And as he does, Shane comes in and attacks Taker with a chair. So get a DQ. Um, after that, Benoit gets Taker in the Crippler Crossface. Um, hold him down, which again is cool to see because that's a big guy to get in that move, and uh, again, it's Undertaker, so he's yeah. again he's a more more human guy now. But um, it's cool to see him down there selling. And at that point, we get the lights go out, the pyro goes off, and Kane returns. So he's Hello. he's here. 
He's back from, I guess he's back from the chiropractor or whatever. I don't know, sure where he went after he got <laughs> choke slammed on the concrete. But um, Benoit and Shane bail, and Kane helps take her up. And then, in a moment that mimics about two weeks ago, he choke slams his brother. <laughs> so Undertaker's been turned on by two gigantic men. One of them's his brother. One's his old tag team champion uh, partner. So. I guess they're just subbing in Kane here for Big Show because they did the exact same storyline. <laughs> yep. You know, <sighs> on Something to Wrestle, they said that uh, allegedly the plans were Big Show and Shane versus Undertaker and Kane. That was that actually sense. what was supposed to happen at SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, so, it, yeah, they're just going back to the well of Undertaker and Kane mm-hmm. yet again. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a good thing that they have a history because otherwise oh, yes. two two-week yeah. build to the biggest show of the summer. So, But um, Kane's not done. He picks Taker back up and choke slams him one more time, and this time he kind of goes through the ring. He doesn't go all the way through the ring like um, – what was that? Was that when he choke slammed Diesel through the ring back in the day? We saw that. and Or like when um, – No, Big Show choke slammed – Big Show uh, choke slammed Undertaker. That's right. Yeah, but then Undertaker, Undertaker got, got just up, got right away. back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did no soldier. Well, it's not quite as deep of a choke slam in that one. He doesn't go all the way through the ring, but it almost reminded me of when Foley fell through the Hell in a Cell against Triple H mm-hmm. back at No Way Out. Yeah, he doesn't go all the way through the ring, but there's definitely a crash pad there. But anyway, so he goes through the ring a little bit and doesn't break through, but he dents it and he's selling it real, real bad. And um, Kane, however, he's tried to murder his brother here by choke slamming him onto concrete, and he's not done. He, in addition to attempting murder. He wants to attempt another felony here, and he goes for Grand Grand Theft Auto. So oh, he's going to no. grab on the tight, grab the Titan bike, crank it up, and ride up the rampway. Um, so, dude, Tinker has got to do a better job of locking up this bike, man. It's, I know. Put one of those clubs out of on it or something. Seriously, come on. Don't put the keys in your pocket when you wrestle. Use them as a weapon while you're wrestling. <laughs> you know, give them to the referee. Don't. That would be great. Got in the ring and toss them to the ref every time. I would love that. <laughs> That's great. Valet. <laughs> Click Valley. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. So oh, so great. So backstage we get Taker um, looking more human than human than ever nursing his wounds because his brother has now beat him up. He's got a cinder block to his knee weeks ago. He's just getting the crap beat out of him, and he's dropping lots of inappropriate language. It's bleeped out and stuff. So um, uh, anyway, lots of replays during the night of this choke slam, and JR is always going, why, Kane, why? And, I mean, you could just insert anything there. Like, there's a million reasons he could do it. You know, you burned me as a child 40 years ago, whatever. Like, we don't really need to know why. At this point, it doesn't matter in their story. It just is what it is. You just take it. They're going to be on again, off again, you know? So, um, yep. This happens. So, we're still, at, we're still at the beginning of their relationship, all things exactly. Considered. Yeah. Exactly. And then, in something that I don't remember, um, this has nothing to do with Taker, but Vince returns at the end of this night and, Tries to settle the score between Hunter and Angle, and I thought he was done. Jack, I mean, off Jack Cameron. So <laughs> I, I guess he came back for a night. I don't know. Does he stick around for a bit? I can't remember, but I thought he was going away for a while, and here he is back again a month later. So he, he ran out of blue chew. <laughs> I guess. I guess he did. Oh, you know, Vince. He doesn't need that. He doesn't sleep. So. <laughs> that's that's why he would need it. I would think. <laughs> doesn't get enough sleep at night. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, we are not sponsored yet, folks. Just letting you guys know, uh, we are open to all all sponsorships. Yeah, uh, almost all. Yeah. Uh, Kane is backstage. 
billion dollar BPs. <laughs> so, anyway, go. Kane is backstage in his all black or, or black primary variant on his outfit yeah, yeah, there yeah. since he's evil now. And he's yes. uh, waiting on the Undertaker. We get a few different just cuts to him in the back waiting on Undertaker to arrive. He gets angry at one point because Undertaker's late. Starts tearing up the backstage waiting for his bro bro to arrive. Uh, eventually gets so fed up he's going to go to the ring and attack X-Pac and Road Dog in the middle of a match. Yeah. Seems familiar. And, and dude... <laughs> How ripped is Kane looking at this this point in time? How jacked, uh, I would say. Instead. Yeah, because I called him the buff red machine in my notes. Dude, <laughs> we talked about in '99. He was looking just as shredded Slimsky. as ever, slim yeah. and flying across the ring. Well, he is on the gas or something, man. He is <laughs> all of 300 plus pounds here. Like, oh yeah, jacked to the gills. Oh, for sure, man. He's definitely been hitting the weight room or hitting some shots in his butt or something. something. So, yeah, I don't know, but he looks big, big, big red machine. Well, he gets on the mic and talks about why, because he says it's because he's finally accepted what he has always been on the side. A monster! Did you have something in your throat, or is that how he actually said uh, it? That's how he said it, man. Sorry. I know it's gimmick infringement. That's, that's usually your deal. But. Oh, no, 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 no. By all means. By all means. He doesn't need the gimmick box anymore, so you feel free. <laughs> I just did that when he had the gimmick box, so yeah. Well, oh, that's... Did they act like he'd never spoken before? Like they did a couple months ago? No, oh, not quite. Speak? But okay, uh, it was a longer promo than we've seen him give, and uh, it's... <laughs> I can't wait till. Uh, Next month on Unforget, I've already watched all that stuff, and there's some, <laughs> there's some classic Kane commentary coming up on that one. Perfect. Uh, Undertaker finally arrives here to save Xbox and Road Dog. I guess I'm not really sure, but uh, makes yeah. his way to the ring. Uh, Kane tries to walk away from Undertaker here. Undertaker's looking for answers. He's asking him, uh, "What'd you do? Like, what was all that for the other night?" Right, because they uh, just teamed together like last month. You know? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't understand what's been happening. I guess Kane hadn't been answering his calls. Well, it's, I know what it is. What is it? It's a He's going down the black hole of tobacco. That's it, man. Maybe that's why he's beefed up so much. <laughs> he let him down a bad path. Oh, man. <laughs> tobacco uh, addiction. <laughs> tobacco is wacko, folks. Just say no. If you're if you're a teen, why was it only if you're a teen? <laughs> oh, if you're an adult, commercials would say. Hey, choose for yourself. Okay, I guess. <laughs> well, Taker keeps Sorry. begging for answers from Kane. Uh, Kane's trying to leave. Undertaker's pulling him, uh, not not letting him leave. Trying to make him turn around, and Kane finally just decks Undertaker with a right hand. And they start trading blows and go to the outside, and Kane eventually just whacks Undertaker with an unprotected chair shot straight to the head um mm. and you can see undertaker on the ground uh blading himself and he is busted open right here a uh, rare instance of undertaker bleeding we don't see that a lot and honestly dude there is shockingly little heat to any of this man the crowd it's... does not seem invested at all i guess because it's happening just so suddenly maybe there's right. some undertaker and kane burnout <clears throat> since we've seen it a lot already yeah. up to this point over the past few years. So uh, maybe some sort of combination of all that. But yeah, the crowd is just surprisingly quiet for all of this. 
Well, that carries over to the quote-unquote match they're going to have at SummerSlam, too, because it's just not a lot of... Like I said, we built, we built up three weeks of Raw and SmackDown with Big Show and Undertaker with actual past storyline that was left dangling there back in the summer of last year. And now we've just gone back to the, the easy one with Kane. You know, it's just, well, there you go. And there's no Paul Bearer to, like, you know, intertwine with them and have them him get between them or anything. It's just like, and Undertaker's a whole different guy at this point than when Kane. So I don't know. It's just, it's strange, man. It's definitely thrown together. Like you could say, it's held together with some glue and, and band-aids <laughs> at this point. So. <laughs> well, yeah. that's going to bring us to the go-home show for the SummerSlam. This is Raw 378 on August 21st. And um, we get the battle of the big red machine and the big brown machine, Kane versus Rikishi. <laughs> um and JR tells us that in six days. <laughs> what I'm brown are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <It's, it's bad. laughs> that's, what was, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. I didn't think that's, that's what you what, meant, but that's, that's what not I was what they called his butt, the big brown machine. <laughs> I thought they called it that. It didn't stink face. <laughs> I haven't slept. Oh, anyway. <laughs> JR on commentary is like, well, in six days, it's Kane versus Undertaker. So, thanks. We got one week of build-up versus the three weeks of show and taker. So, oh, man, that's a short match, Kane and Rikishi. It breaks down when Kane takes a DQ by handing out some future CTE to Rikishi's head <laughs> over and over again. I think he hits him four times. He hits him, Rikishi stands up, he hits him again, and just unprotected, like you said. Just nasty to look in hindsight, you know, now. And then Too Cool come in the ring, and they get some future CTE as well um, and with some unprotected chair, sh- chair shots. And then your boys, the ride sensor, come out, and they attack Too Cool for some don't reason. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. Uh, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> RTC comes out, and they start attacking Too Cool, and JR's like, what are they doing here? Like, it's just funny. <laughs> he doesn't even know, like, why. Their storylines aren't intertwined at all. But uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, there's no taker at all on this Raw, but I just wanted to say that the Kane thing was there, and they announced the Kane versus Taker match at SummerSlam. And um, uh, this is the episode that some of you may remember. This is Lita versus Stephanie for the women's title in the main ah. event. So, um, And, yes, that's the go-home for SummerSlam, Dude, the main event. Everybody gives trash on Stephanie for being the leader of the women's revolution. She really was. That. First there one I've ever main event Raw. <clears throat> There you go. Man, give her the credit. Right there. There you go. So it was weird to see that match as the go-home show, but it makes sense because you got the whole, uh, you know, you got the Triple H rock angle stuff. But yeah, I, I do I do remember that match like it was yesterday, but I forgot it was the go-home show for SummerSlam, because, and especially for Taker because I don't even remember this match taking place at SummerSlam. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, take us to SmackDown, then we'll we'll get into that. So. Well, <laughs> it's interesting that Undertaker's not on Raw because Kane is not going to be on this episode of SmackDown. Yeah, uh, what, what's up with that? Mick Foley says he has banned Kane from the building to avoid the brothers uh, getting into more altercations before their big matchup on Sunday at the SummerSlam. Ooh. So instead, uh, we're going to get a call back to last week and get some more Road Dog and X-Pac involvement. Uh, they are arguing backstage. Uh, and they've got some problems between them, but they decide they got to pull things together because they got in a handicap match against The Undertaker tonight. And, man, 
it is sad to see how far Xbox has fallen from last year on the podcast. Yeah. We were talking about how insanely over he was teaming with Kane during that time because, dude, this Road Dog Xbox DX tag team was just a shell of both of these guys, man. The sad remnants yeah. of DX, dude. It's kind of pitiful. It is, man. And it, they have a match at SummerSlam, which is just the it's it's bad yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's nobody cared nobody cared and it, you're right it's a far cry from rewind the clock one year and how over x-pac was in main events with austin and you'd think he was the second biggest guy in the company sure. above rock sometimes it's crazy man yeah they just they rode that they rode that too hard by the yeah. x thing way too long Give WCW too much crap for an NWO. They did the same thing with DX. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they still do because DX just tag team last weekend (laughs) in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) And they came out with glow sticks and they're 50 years old. So Uh, anyway. (laughs) Man. Well, Xbox and Road Dog decide to put their problems aside. uh, But Undertaker rides through the halls of this arena and nearly murders them. So (laughs) add that to our uh, murder tracker that we've got. Yeah. Um, Undertaker comes out for the match. He's got a new T-shirt on. I believe it's his first uh, Biker Taker T-shirt that we see here. Uh, and X-Pac just makes just one of the most foolish decisions we've ever seen here in 65 episodes. As he walks to the ring with Road Dog, he spits a loogie onto Undertaker's bike Ooh. on the way up. And King notes, that's worse than spitting into the wind, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it that's ends worse up- than milk on the... Oh, like like angle yeah did. for sure uh road dog ends up walking out on x-pac because he knows man there's no recovering from that and uh <laughs> x-pac eats a massive last ride from undertaker uh mm. to give undertaker the win and some momentum heading into the summer slam 2000 oh man wow what a you know we were riding high with this build-up i feel like it was cool stuff we got the shane event mafia we got big shows coming back yeah, and then we just hey. limp into the end of the race, finish line here. Comes just crashing like, down, man. I felt like someone threw a cinder block on this build-up. <laughs> just crumbled it over there. And, uh, anyway, that takes us to SummerSlam. And like I said, man, this is – um, I have such fond memories of this show, man, from 18 years ago. We got Shane's huge bump from the set, you know, with him and yeah. – Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, on that Raw um, where – Lita and uh, Stephanie main event. Shane wins the hardcore title out of nowhere. So anyway, that's how you got to that match. So we got Shane's huge bump from the set. We got the first ever TLC. Oh man, had, that was game changer, dude. Oh yeah, rewatched that over and over and over again on VHS. Absolutely. You got Jericho and Benoit in a two out of three falls match. I mean, are you kidding me? That that's this in ring gold right there. You got the great main event where. Kurt Angle gets for a shoot knocked out. Somehow comes back and continues. Triple H and Rock walk him through the match. Like, and he's only been in the business for a year and a couple months, and it's just, you know, it's amazing. And all those things, and I did not remember that Taker and Kane wrestled on this man. Exactly. I did not. Exactly. I didn't. There's Ugh. a reason you remember all those things and not this Taker and Kane match uh, on, on this show. It's second from the top. This is the co-main event. Is them? They go on right before the triple threat main event uh, for, for the title. That's nuts. Well, dude, you recap that whole card and you left off our second nominee for this week's Vince Russo Memorial Bro of the Week. Oh my! Because oh my 
the cat. The big brown machine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Terry Runnels competed in a thong stink face match. Ladies and gentlemen, that was actually the type of match that these two women competed in. Oh man. Who wasn't who wasn't writing? Vince Russo was not <laughs> right. You. you look at that match title, you look at that card, you think, oh, that must be Vince Russo. Oh no. Credit goes elsewhere, my friends. And so I'm gonna let you decide, man. Are we gonna give the Broman of the Week to the Save the Hose campaign? Uh, as the hose search for a new pimp daddy, or are we gonna <laughs> give it to two women in thongs trying to shove their butts in each other's faces? <laughs> I'm going to flip the coin and uh, say that either one could definitely walk off with a win. But I think it's got the edge has got to go to that stink face match. Yeah. That is out of control. That That's Literally, out. that is out of control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, Russo Broman of the week goes to the cat and Terry in disgusting debauchery. <laughs> Talk about a women's revolution, man. Yeah, how far we've come. Good lord. <laughs> well, let's talk about this main event for us here. This match between Undertaker yeah. and Kane, or is it a match? Um, we get a nice little video package recapping this very brief chapter in Undertaker and Kane's rivalry. And as you mentioned, <coughs> Travis, it does go on second from the top, even though it's basically an afterthought compared to mm -hmm. the rest of the happenings on this show. Yeah, and I, I just want to mention, too, this is August 27th from Raleigh, North Carolina, the Raleigh Entertainment Sports Arena. And I just remember this night thinking the Hardys are going to walk away with the titles, man. They're in, their home, they're in their home state, you know. They did not. Edge and Christian won that match. So I remember that being a big big deal for me, thinking that that was going to happen. So, yeah, you're right, though. We get um, this video recap showing us this epic feud that began two weeks ago. And... um can you imagine nowadays if they just throw a match on to like the uh, big show like that? I mean, yeah. I know they do, but I'm saying like <laughs> so some, I'm saying SummerSlam or WrestleMania, just like two weeks beforehand, it's just like oh, these two guys. Yeah, you know what? This it reminds me of um, remember WrestleMania X eight when all of a sudden Kurt Angle and Kane fight for no reason? Yeah, well, some some about Kane just. I think that me. was the week of. It might have been I, the, the the week before WrestleMania. Yeah. I think yeah, I think Ben Juan Angle was too the year before at X seven. So yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. This, like I said, luckily these guys have a history because otherwise, this match is really crap. So I mean, it wouldn't make <laughs> sense storyline wise. So, um, who's is Jaron King on commentary? Of course, Jaron yeah. King. Of course, the standards in this era, and they're you know trying to they're trying their best to sell this match hyping up the brutality uh, which sure. we have seen a lot of from Kane and Undertaker they've really been building them up as monsters so JR mentions that no referees in the back wanted this assignment they all uh, were afraid of it but Jack Doan is the referee and says yep. he was ultimately assigned a match and he said earlier in the night that he's just going to let these two go uh, so that's yes. <laughs> they're, they're kind of teasing what we're going to get into here yeah, they are, and Taker comes out first on his white motorcycle, and I just wrote the crowd loves him, or do they? Because the edit, the edits on the network are just hard to decipher what's legitimate and what's not, you know. So I'm yep. sure the crowd liked them a lot. I mean, again, it's Raleigh, 
that's a pretty good town. You know, definitely more of an NWA WCW town, but um, I'm sure the crowd loved him. So, but who knows? We'll, we don't really know till we get to his actual music when he actually has it. So, and they're not dubbing over the crowd noise and stuff. So anyway, dude, we have not talked about the Undertaker's magic stairs yet during this time. <laughs> How they disappear when he comes back. <laughs> yeah. Well, good thing they did for this match because what's about to happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, man. He just magically his his music hits, and all of a sudden those stairs just fold up against the ring <laughs> against the guardrails. So uh, I remember like back in these days, like trying to watch the like oh yeah you know, the the whatever the grips or whatever the little wackies move them. I could never see them. They never caught them on camera. We always used to make fun of that back in the day. Uh, Kane's coming out next and he's looking fresh. He's got a new sleeveless outfit. The first appearance of that. He's got a tank top and, uh, he's got kind of the Brutus the Barber beefcake cuts in his outfit too. The mesh on there. Booty man. Showing some skin. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could change those colors, that mesh on no mercy. I remember. Ah. So, God, that was so great. Yeah, um, such a good game. <laughs> King on commentary is talking about how he used to love monsters as a kid and monster movies, but... Ah, real monsters, man, like Oblina <laughs> and... What were the other Aura monsters? Crumb? Ickus? Ickes, yeah, yep. Ickes, Oblina, and Crump, yeah, anyway. That was an underrated di- Nick Toon right there. Oh, phenomenal. I, I loved yeah, it. I so. loved it too. Well, the reason that Taker came out first is because the fight's going to start as Kane's coming on down the way to the ring. Uh, Taker's just going to jump out, attack him in the aisle, start punching him, and then uh, they just kind of start brawling out there, and um, Taker is going to try to take Kane's mask off, and JR goes. He's like, I can't remember anyone ever, ever going for Kane's masks, um, which, I mean, I think you and I both wrote in our notes, like, how about the GTV stuff? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was literally like through five weeks ago. The fact gene, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was the entire episode of Raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two hours. Out <sighs> Come on, that. JR. Come on. Yeah. Well, you know, it just took till 2018 until Shawn Michaels had that magic punch <laughs> <laughs> to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kane grabs a chair on the outside and brings it into the ring, uh, and then Undertaker hits a Death Valley blow to gain some momentum here. And again, referee Jack Doan is letting us letting all this stuff fly. Uh, Taker uses yep. the chair right in front of the ref, and um, the ref is just sitting back, letting him go there. The announcers say he's just there to count the three count uh, if it happens here. So then Undertaker again gets down on the ground and starts trying to rip Kane's mask off. And he does actually get part of it off. A little section of it, he pulls it off. Yeah, he pulls like half of it off. So his face is kind of partially exposed. But again, uh, Jack Doan, referee, doesn't care. Also, crowd doesn't care. Mm. (laughs) At this point, I mean, seriously, like, I just don't think, I mean, we'll get to at the end of it. But um, at this point, they don't really care because there's not a lot going into this. That hasn't been... The storyline hasn't been, I'm going to expose your face. Right. Like if that was the storyline the last two weeks even of Raw or SmackDown, like, I'm going to expose the monster you really are to the you know the audience. or That would have been something, you know, but it's just like, oh, I'm going to go for your face all of a sudden, you know? It's just that that's never been Undertaker's M.O. in any of their feuds for the last three years. So. That's a great point, yeah. It sounds like you something know? they came up with that afternoon. 
Yeah, really. You like laying on the match, and Patterson's like, "Yeah, just go for the mask. <laughs> go for the mask, Poor, poor impression of a poor impression, right there. Well, that's perfect. Sound just like him. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy though. So, um, those steel ring steps are still leaned up against the guardrails on the outside, and they um, Kane starts bouncing Taker's head off of him, and then he goes to hit Taker, who with the ring steps, who. Uh, take your uh, ducks and the three hundred pound ring steps, as commentary calls it. <laughs> three hundred pounds that he hits himself in the face with, and then Taker lifts him up over his head and throws him at Kane <laughs> and smashes him in his face. So three hundred pounds, he just threw it his brother's forehead. <laughs> I've been angry at my brother before, but I'm never going to throw someone who's three hundred pounds at his forehead because that would murder him. I, I'm never gonna throw something that weighs 300 pounds. Just in general, I can tell you that for the rest Speak of my for life. <laughs> right. Just kidding. Oh. Well, and then this is probably my favorite part of the match. Oh match. yeah, Go ahead. Go Undertaker ahead. gets fired up, man. He tells the crowd, "I'm gonna rip his effing mask off." Uh, except he doesn't say effing. He yeah. lets it all hang loose, and the crowd love that. Oh yeah, they came alive for that, man. So I love this taker that talks throughout the matches. It's great. I wish he had like a, a mic on, like Leo Rush does nowadays. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Turnbuckle. I'm gonna rip his effing mask off. This would be great. So um I'm not sure why Taker sounds like Mark Henry, my impression, but anyway. Um <laughs> anyway. Yeah, they're uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Undertaker hits some right hands and then rolls Kane into the ring. And uh, Kane is bleeding, they say, at this point, I guess because those 300-pound stairs got thrown at his face. And um, back in the ring, Kane hits him with the Death Valley low blow, which is a great move from No Mercy. Just hold R and then hit B. And you you personally could never defend against that. So Ding! always good for take <laughs> Yeah. Ding! Always good to take somebody out. And um, Kane starts wailing away at Taker. And now that he's seen his own blood, he kind of sets the monster loose. You know, he kind of... It's like, uh, I don't know what to compare it to, but he kind of goes off the deep end now that he's seen his own blood. So Yeah, so if you're keeping track at home, folks, the uh, Talking Taker blood tracker, only going to go up to two here for this episode. <laughs> Not quite yeah. up to the levels of that fully loaded episode. But uh, <laughs> King incorrectly notes that Kane has never seen his own blood because yeah. he was busted open last year. I think it was... Yeah. Oh, or, or in 98 or sometime, uh, building towards something. I can't remember, but... So that first blood match with um, Austin at King of the Ring, his arm was, like, bleeding at some point well, before that first blood match, wasn't it? I th- Yeah, there was that, and they also, like, cut the top of his head at one point. Yeah, he like, cut his head, too. I yeah. want to say that was going into SummerSlam, and they did that Hell in a Cell on Raw or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, also, maybe he saw his own blood when he was horribly burned and scarred as a child. Uh, just a possibility, man. I don't know. Uh, That's where we need Paul Bear here to clarify. Yeah, clarify those things. Uh, Undertaker um, adds to his moveset here as he busts out yes! a spear for the first time I could remember. <laughs> Solid spear. It was a good one. Yeah. I, I liked it. Really liked it. I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, good spear. I had to rewind it like three times to see. Like, he just caught me off guard, man. I don't know. Again, I do not remember this match for the life of me. I mean, I probably skipped. Oh no! Fast yeah. forward right through it when I watch this VHS. Um, they do the. He starts wailing away on Kane's face, and then they do like the the female wrestler cat fight roll. They kind of roll on top of each other and back and forth, and um, <laughs> and then Kane is kind of face down and Taker's 
rips his entire mask off at this point. And I just wrote the crowd does pop a little bit for that. They they like that. So, but again, it's not the story being told on television. So it's cool. But again, if they would have made made some mistakes about it or just made it a selling point, it would have been had more meaning to it. You know. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's why no one remembers this match. Um, yeah. Kane goes for a choke slam, but Undertaker hits a Death Valley blow. And then Undertaker tosses Kane down and in the process yeah. yanks the mask off completely of Kane's yep, face on the way down. So Kane stumbles away, rolls out of the ring, and we actually do get a few glimpses of Kane's face. If you pause the tape or, or the mm-hmm. network, uh, you know, the tape back in the day, you could see Kane's face there. If you pause it at right just the right second with some black eye makeup on. But um, he puts his hand over his face and tries to throw his hair down in front of his face to cover it up. His, uh, his hair, not his wig hair from 2018. Exactly. Or 2003. <laughs> or that. Um, and oh, that man. is the finish? Uh, because Undertaker <sighs> holds the mask up victoriously as JR notes that we didn't even have a bell in this matchup. Uh, and apparently, Travis, that's not the case. Yeah, so JR's like, you know, there's no bell, there's no bell, which is not true. I went back, and if you rewind it, and you go to one hour, 59 minutes, and 28 seconds on the network, um, it's right as Taker attacks Kane in the um, in the aisle way. Um, when he throws that first punch, you can clearly hear a bell, like ding, 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 ding. So I don't know if the if there was not supposed to be a bell because I don't think there's one at the end. But oh, um, there's not one at the end, no. Right. So, but from that bell when he throws that first punch to his music being played once he holds the um, the uh, mask up, it's about six minutes and forty seconds. So was it official? Was it not? I don't know. Um, but there clearly is a bell to begin the match in the aisle way, though. But again, I I, I guess maybe the timekeeper just messed up there i mean you got you're, you're used to that that's your job of is course. to ring the bell yeah. you know so certainly that's that's probably what happened you know so i don't know it's just speculation on our part but well i didn't notice it at first but i did go back and watch it and you you can hear that and yeah. i also thought I, I went back i thought i heard a bell during undertaker's entrance as well although i was thinking maybe that was part of the dubbed in noise crowd noise from another match that they're using the crowd noise and music from there. I don't really know. But, yeah, a little controversy there, according to JR's call of no official bell to start the match. But apparently it did, and I guess we'll just have to call it a no contest there as Kane walks away. and Undertaker stands tall, uh, holding Kane's mask. Like he's Chris Jericho back in 98, man, taking trophies, dude. I love it. (laughs) That's my... My favorite Chris Jericho years is 97, 98. But um, anyway, but again, Taker just owns his brother once again in this one-sided feud. So it's been, Yeah, uh, and it's definitely not the highlight of this pay-per-view, not their best match by any means, and, you know, nothing to write home about uh, here. No. Uh, you know, interestingly, on that something to rest, I keep bringing it up, but uh, they kind of trashed this show. They Neither Conrad or Bruce said they enjoyed uh, SummerSlam 2000, which I was surprised Whatever, by. Dude. Man, yeah, it's a really fun show. Although, yeah. like we mentioned earlier, no one remembers it for this match. No, 
not at all. But that's fine. A lot of good other stuff happening on it. You know, it's just like you mentioned, Big Show's real life got in the way of his yeah. work life, and so that happened. He got punished, and Undertaker unfortunately had to pay the price for it. But at least he got a big win-ish here. Maybe I don't know. He unmasked his brother, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just I just really wish that was uh, played into the storyline. You know, on television, it would have made had more of an impact. Um, to the live crowd. They did like when his mask came off, but still, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. And it, I mean, that is the first time, you know, besides that episode of Raw, that they've really teased yeah. stuff like that in a match. So uh, it yeah. was kind of a different twist on it, trying to do something here. Uh, but we want to hear, that's how that's how we feel about it. We want to hear how you feel about it, Creatures of the Night. So hit us up on the social media, at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and let us know your feelings about this, about the big show, about No Mercy the video game, SmackDown video games for PlayStation 1, about your action figure feds. Uh, when did you finally put them away? Have you ever put them away? <laughs> did you ever grow out of them? Uh, we're not judging you. That's just what we decided. No, no, uh, no, no, no. And, you know, I definitely miss it and would still pull them out from time to time, even though I was retired. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hit us up. Let us know about all that. If you don't mind, go subscribe if you're not already. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts on Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, and just another shout out to our sister show or brother show, since we're talking about dudes wrestling, uh, The Bottom Line Podcast. Uh, they are going through Stone Cold's career in much the same way that we're going through The Undertaker's career. So if you'd like that perspective of things, uh, you can go hit them up, listen to them wherever you listen to podcasts. And just another one. I mean, they don't need our plugs, but you know, we do rip on Russo a little bit. You know, we're actually kind of defending him with the Russo Roman of the week. But sure. <laughs> I have really been surprised by how much I've been enjoying Vince Russo's new podcast, Truth with Consequences, with Matt Coon. Uh, it's been covering some interesting stuff that hasn't been covered on a lot of the other wrestling podcasts, and uh, it's they've been they're not super long, you know they're you know about hour forty five, hour and a half, something like that, and uh, it's definitely a different side of Vince Russo than we've heard before. So uh, I highly recommend that if you're looking for more wrestling podcast content out there. Yep, absolutely can't agree more. Good stuff um, out there, and man, those guys, those guys that picked Austin, what a. What a genius idea. They picked somebody who was only, on, only in the uh, Fed for like seven years. <laughs> Touche. We picked a guy who's 28 years in. <laughs> oh, boy. Ribs nah, on us. Yeah, yeah, joke's on us. No, nah, but it's, uh, it's cool, man. Their and, stuff uh, is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, uh, before we get in the end here, as well, if you are in Charleston, South Carolina, you ought to yes. try to make a trip to go see The Undertaker. He's doing a signing on December 10th. At uh, 8th, 8th, I think. December 8th, 8th, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, uh, sometime. Yeah, you can find it. Go look on Undertaker's Instagram. That's a weird thing to say, but go look <laughs> on that. And uh, if you've got at least $150 to drop, you can get an autograph for The Undertaker. Or if you spend more, you can get unlimited beer and wings at this uh, restaurant. But uh, I don't know, man. It's a little bit out of my price if, range, but we'd love right, to go if, do it. If you wear a Taker Easy shirt Ooh. and get a picture with him. Ooh. I will reimburse half of your tickets. <laughs> the, the 150. I will reimburse 75 dollars from my three children's future college fund <laughs> for you to take a picture with Undertaker at Charleston 
with a take her easy or any of our t-shirts bury me softly brother whatever you want to do any of those um, <laughs> i'm a biker taker guy or a biker, a biker taker, taker girl yeah. get it at tpublic.com folks there you go half your ticket reimbursed there from half of the 150 dollar ticket <laughs> oh yeah not the thousand dollar one no 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 <laughs> oh, i got mouse to feed so um anyway yeah you yeah you got that yeah picks or it didn't happen that. though picks exactly. or it didn't oh, happen yeah absolutely i had to have proof yeah yeah and uh, yeah i don't even have twitter so jokes on you <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> we'll check it but um anyway if you were there please go there to, to charleston i hope somebody takes us up on that um if you were there at raleigh at this at the sports arena on august 27 let us know what you felt about this night this great night of the SummerSlam. if you remember this match or if you fell asleep during it like most of the crowd did if you went and got some popcorn before the main event who knows uh, let us know what you thought about this Ladies and gentlemen, take it easy. I may I may eat my words. <laughs> 75 bucks. <laughs>